Greetings, everyone. Uh, welcome once again to the Dixie Stenberg Commentary Podcast. This one for episode 25, The Belly Deep Slough. Season 3, woo! Season 3 begins one year later. Ooh! I'm half your host, director Seth Adam Scher, and that's No, you're all the host. You are the official host of the show, so let's just... Just, just, you know, take your credit there, Mr. Knight. You're the host, too. You're host, too. I'm not a host. I don't host this show. You host this show. I just write the show. I thought I was just rambling. Host? Okay, fine. Guest? Master guest? <laughs> what? Greetings, Jeffrey. Greetings, Seth. So, things uh, haven't exactly been progressing very well. Well, I, I suppose that year. depends on your point of view. I'm sure Scar is quite happy with the way things are. Oh, yes, I'm sure. Absolutely. But at least they're seeing some action. Yes! This scene was actually a lot of fun to write. It was, I think it may be my favorite um, action scene in the show so far. Even oh, cool. more than the stuff in, like, uh, 12. Yeah, which was fun. <laughs> yeah, but this, it was. This, this was a lot of fun to mix. So, cool. Yeah, I'd been wanting to, for a couple of years, get a really good, uh, you know, front lines scene in there. And uh, the mm -hmm. opportunity never presented itself. But here, it finally, it fit in, so I was able to throw it in there. And I was really, really happy about that. And it worked very well for me. I get to play around for with the uh, the stereo field just a little bit more than I've been doing in seasons one and two. So it gave me a great opportunity to expand on that a little and get some more of the background effects. Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, most of the ground battle is like right. one long background effect. But I was able to mash it together from a few pieces I had found. So it's just, just cool. one big continuous piece of ground warfare. Yeah, it's <laughs> really, really, you know, like... Uh, frenetic and crazy, just like it should. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I've been watching Saving Saving Private Ryan a bit. <laughs> and then we now, get this nice, almost tranquil cut, instant cut. Yeah, this um was a real um you know army hospital, uh, and that's mm -hmm. the exact location of it. And it's still there, although it's not a hospital anymore. Now it's a high school. Huh. So oh, it's got the same name, but now it's a high school instead of instead of a hospital. It's actually not that far from where I live. But oh, right. I, did all I was wondering if it was actual location. Yeah, I was. Well, you know, I, I try to be as uh, accurate as I can. You know, with all of these, you know, uh, uh, geo slips and ray guns, and you know, why not <laughs> underwater SCAR bases? <laughs> yes, I, yes, I might as well be accurate and everything. I like that big absolutely hullabaloo we had about. The fire extinguishers back in whatever episode that was. Did these exist yet? I don't know. What kind of variety? What were they like? You know, yeah. Like I worry about all the details, even though we have all these fantastical, crazy things. But anyway, but yeah, it's cool that, that you they, you inject that that amount of realism to it. Well, I'm surprised you know, that it's you know grounded and it seems more set in reality than just some you know completely fantastical, nonsensical thing. Exactly. I think that's cool. I'm just saying. Me too. The end. But I'm glad. <laughs> so You're anyway, yeah, Thank it's you. a real hospital. It was a real cool. hospital. Now kids go to school there. How that works, I don't know. It's a hospital. It must have gutted the insides or something. And, uh... 
Anthony Paselli and Scotty doing a great job with this uh, little heated discussion going on here. What's going on? What's going on? Hmm. I think that applies to most of the episode. What's yeah. going on? This was a real, you know, Riker questioning the world episode. <laughs> I tried to make it much more jarring than the um, jump between seasons one and two, because I yeah. thought so much more had happened this time, the way things had been going, so there's been um, a lot of bigger changes, I think, than before. And they all pull it, pull it off great. Just they're, they're just brilliant in this episode. I have to say, Mark Zaracor especially sign, shines as, as Frank McGuffin in, in this and the episodes to come. I think we're giving Mark uh, some, some absolutely fantastic material. And giving Frank some airtime, which is really cool. Ooh, the ME-292s! Yes, what do you think? Do they come out well? Yes, I, I picked the right sound effects. I had to do research just, on just that the right too. You know, like show, oh, I'm always looking up the different technologies and stuff, and those were the first jets in active service in the entire world, and they appeared in World War II. And yeah, so and I, I originally like, awesome. and I originally got the line wrong. I said uh, Mr. Schmidt two ninety twos. Oh, they're not two ninety. What were they? Are they two sixty? They're two sixty twos. Yeah, see, I got confused too. Yeah. Oh, well, that's six. You just flip it around. It's a nine. It's so confusing. How can you keep yeah. it straight? Well, I think, yeah, you corrected me on it that they were 262, so I just went back in and re-recorded that quick. But it was like, oh, uh, I, I couldn't tell at first. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, it's just an upside down, never mind. And they were officially, you know, uh, the Allies called them turbos. So that's what I had them call them. I, mean, I didn't make that up. They called them turbos. So you know. They were nothing more than sitting ducks in a bright blue pond of violence. I love that line. <laughs> That's a good line. Michael King, as an excellent sergeant, getting their, getting his people's asses kicked. Yeah, he did a great job as that sergeant. It sounds just like I heard him in my head. Just, you know, you just imagine this, like, half-chewed stogie in his mouth, and he's got this giant machine gun, you know, and he's just... Yeah. Perfect. He even sounds great in despair. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Yeah, everyone got the intensity really, really well. Yeah, this whole scene, it just came off. It just, oh, it's so good. I just want to listen to it over and over and over again. I'm so proud of them. I didn't have to warble his voice at all. He did that all himself. Very talented, Perry. Who knew you had such skills? Warbling is a high art, apparently. Oh, and the, the bullets ricocheting off the hull is, is an extra sound effect. So some of these are piecemeal. Some of the, the, bullet, the, the bullets bouncing off of things and, and Dixie's guns. The gunfire from the the planes is all like separate sound effects. I tried to vary it, make it an interesting mix. Man, even now, just listen to this. You did such an awesome job. I got goosebumps, and I've heard it like four times already. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes I wonder if I go a bit too far, but then you know I'm sitting there enjoying it myself, so. 
several of the tanks have I don't think so. Maybe. And the anti-armor M1s of the infantry elements. And now the troops were... Anti-armor M1s, otherwise known as bazookas. Thank you very much. Thank you. Also part of my research. It's like a history lesson, folks. Lots of windows exploding. <laughs> well, they're so tinkly. It's yes. fantastic. Yes, they were our allies. Remember that in World War II. Okay? <laughs> it didn't last long after, but. That's okay. It's all better now. <laughs> and geoslips. Commercial. And now we are now officially out of the Umket uh, robot commercial room. Why? Thank you, my good sir. Oh, are we? As You're a right, season three, doesn't have the same background noise. No, now we are in a marketplace. You should think, yes. Well, then I'll shut my my, Umket moving up in the world. Or That's right. Uh, maybe backwards. They went from a robot room to a marketplace. <laughs> well, now they can do like they can do like now they can do like uh, man on the street interviews and stuff like that that all those old time radio shows used to have. So we can, like, if you want, expand the commercials. Oh, I see. This is a, a subtle hint. You're like, hey, man, poke, poke, poke. I see. I see. You don't, you don't have to, but um, <laughs> I'm going to be more creative than just having him in that same room all the time. I right. think a bit more variety there is, is, is a good thing. Sure. Poke, poke. Sam the Butcher. And that door was a sound like of a meat locker door opening and closing. <laughs> so he's coming from like behind the meat counter. Yeah, that's right, the butcher. I hack it. R. Francis Smith as the butcher. Well, Mr. the Butcher, if I may be so Mr. the Butcher. Okay, uh, what ad was the basis for this? Um, it wasn't an ad as much as it was like a PSA for actually sending in your cans of fat so that they could render them and use them as glycerin and explosives. <laughs> and it was the wording of, send us your cans of fat. And I'm like, you know, if they, they're your fat can, then I think there might have been, I can't remember now, I, I think I was reading something about it, that there was an actual slip-up on the air where um, an announcer actually said, send us your fat cans. And it was like some kind of like a uh, like mini scandal, because, you know, this was like the 40s, people didn't talk like that on the radio. So um, oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, I gotta play that up more, and yeah. so um, I was like, well, who's gonna have fat? It would be, you know, a butcher, which also, as you'll see in future episodes coming up, folks, this sort of led into a theme for the commercials. <laughs> yes, but, it did. Um, Very funny theme. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, that's where uh, the whole idea for that came from. It was just another commercial for you know um, people donating their uh, used fat to help the troops. Uh, Umkit Industries, what won't they get their hands into? Very, very little. Mm. And Kristen Bay is doing a great job as the triplets. <laughs> oh, uh, congratulations, Kristen, on, on getting your new show. As a, as, yes, as of the airing of this, you will be you know firmly writing and directing. Welcome oh, to the director minds. <laughs> she's been writing and directing for months now. Belated welcome. Like script five, and I've got like the first two completed episodes in, and the third one's coming in in a week or two. So, 
What is it, the writer sanatorium and the director mind? Uh, like I believe I called it the writer prison. Ah, the writer prison and, and the, the director, director mind's mind. the artist pit. Yeah, what he said. Only more colloquial like. <laughs> wow, she's talented. She's in all three places at once. I still have one more question. Oh, and she's a voice actor. She's in all four places at once. That's spooky. Yeah, that actually came up when I was writing this, not the Christian thing, but um, Umki. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, because uh, we had had the month off uh, before I wrote this, you know, because Dixie had the month off and uh, for the right. season. And right. so uh, this was like, you know, three, four months ago for everyone else was when we take the writing and directing break because that's, you know, after the season uh, finale episode was written, that's mm-hmm. when we take the, the production break, but then the airing break comes later. But anyway, I hadn't written an episode from this in um, two months, and so I had forgotten what the last commercial was and that it was also about rendering fat. And I was like, oh, I got two fat commercials in a row. This is terrible. So I had to, like, acknowledge it in the episode, and then it felt a little less uh, conspicuous to me. But now I've ruined it all by revealing what was behind the curtain, so pay no attention to me. I'm sorry, what? What were you saying? Exactly. Okay. I, I, I don't think it was a problem. I think they went well. Both of them. Bessie Lou. Bessie Lou. That's, that's Bessie the name of Joey's play. Bessie Lou. Bessie Lou. I love how Dick's riddle, uh, uh, kind of rides him about it. You see, there's a bit more camaraderie going on with the characters in certain ways. With some of them. Some of them. Some of them. Some, some of them, them not so much. Some of them, yeah, a, a bit less. But the 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 feeling is that they're 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 a bit more comfortable with their characters, and I like how they yeah. brought that. I told them to just you know add uh, try to add uh, a bit more uh, you know it's been a year add a bit right. of weariness. To their mm-hmm. voices, they've been at war for a year, but they've also gotten to know each other. Well, two technically. I mean, a year since the last episode, but they've been together for like two years now. So. Yeah. But we you know with that additional year, they're more comfortable than they were right. with each other, with how they operate. So most of them. Most of them. Just a couple of them, yeah. Are, During an operation. Our new uh, robot. Yes. Our this new robot. Is Elaine Barrett. Uh, yes, unfortunately, uh, this was uh, just after. Um, I mixed this episode. We lost Julie Goldstein, and um, while that it was was very sad, um, at least it happened close enough to the beginning of the season that I, we were able to start the season off with our yeah, new. Yeah, you never robot. hate to to have to recast a role for any reason, but if no. it if you have to do it uh, in between seasons is I guess the best time it could possibly happen. If it has to happen, you know. Right. Um, Which we so. all prefer it doesn't. Dixie Stenberg, especially. Yeah, this, this show, we've said before, has had the most <laughs> cast turnover of any show. Can we stop that, please? Please, Kay, thanks. Seriously. There's cake. Oh, my God. We'll, we'll give you cake. <laughs> but I think Elaine um, captures the robot's, um, in, uh, the robot's enthusiasm and energy. Yeah, I was going to um, say she's perfectly. got the right uh, energy there. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just get, I'm, you know, playing with her voice. Um, and also this episode is the first episode I've been using the program, uh, Adobe Audition 3. 
an upgrade. Wow, I've been using three for a while. Yeah, this is the the first episode that I've had the opportunity to use it with, and so the modulation on the robot is being adapted, and also the modulation on um, the planes are going to be tweaked here and there because I'm still fiddling with the background environments. So if it, the now changes here, happen again, you know, that's just me working things out. <laughs> this seed, I think, is the, the, the change that's going to give most people the uh, uh, a cause for pause, shall we say. Yes. At least I think. Oh, okay. I think it's the most surprising bit in the episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> As Riker would say... And notice, oh, like, all the background has gone completely silent. It's just Yes, them. I wrote that into the script. Everything completely stops, <laughs> and then it all starts up again after. Because everyone's watching. And this is where Mark really starts to, to go off. And yay for, Fran for, for Mark getting, you know, more airtime. The cows must be bulking up this year. What vintage is this? I asked you a question. Now I'm not going to answer to the question I'm asking. I'm doing my best, Mr. Yes, Air, it's been a year, and AirQuest Dynamics is not back up and running. What's up with that? That's right. Hey, government red tape, you know, bureaucratic bull hooey. <sighs> what was it McCoy said? The bureaucratic mentality is the only constant in the universe? over a year now, and they deserve better. I think that applies here. Surprisingly aptly put, Frank. You darn tootin'. Hey, Benny. Going out? I might. Mind some company? And this was a nice little scene for Perry. I know. Yeah, it was I uh it was a bit of a mirror, of course, to the uh previous scene uh in the episode where Withersby first shows up when uh Benny's out there alone. So it shows you a little bit as you were saying before about how um some of their their friendships have grown in some ways, and, and I mean, of course, some have deteriorated. But like, right. here's a newer, you know, stronger one. Yes, Nikita. So you know, th things are changing and evolving and growing and sliding back, and nothing. I don't want to ever keep anything constant because life mm -hmm. isn't like that. You know, it, it's always changing. So I try to keep it all interesting and as realistic. Yes. Well, that's as interesting <laughs> as possible. You do a good job, sir. Thank you, thank you. I like the the the, the little uh, yeah the background with Irinishka is a very good idea. Yes, yes. How they connect? I was uh, right, and I'm trying to you know again as I always try to do every time I can get a, a quieter scene with just one or two of the characters. I try to pull in more of the background, more of the uh, yes, you know, stuff about them that you don't know yet, that, so that you can you know keep getting to know them. You know, I'm I'm hoping by now everyone knows like the main characters pretty well, but I want mm -hmm. you to get to know them even better, and I don't want that to ever ever stop. I don't want you to ever feel like you know everything about somebody because you never ever do. And so that's a great I just want to keep trying from. to bring new things in and and introduce them, and so you, you'll keep learning more about these people up until the day I stop writing about them. Thank you. Good, good. Stagnation is not something I'd like to have happen in this show. I'm gonna head back. Please, no, please K, thanks. <laughs> Let's not have them, like, loaf around on the set. <laughs> Which would be an interesting episode in and of itself, the actual, the voice actors loafing around on the set. Back inside the 
playing with the P-47. Not a lot of work today. <laughs> I'm just saying. <clears throat> anyway. The uh, union says we're on strike. Oh, I'm just getting ideas for episodes now. These are like the same glasses sound I use each and every time. The bartender. Well, um, Neil the Bailey. The glass is a glass. Yes, Neil Bailey, yes. Each one of these glasses is the same glass over and over and over. So, you know, the bartender keeps, like, one glass just, you know, dimensionally shifts it so that everyone can use it at the same time or something. He's got magic powers. Yes. Hopefully he'll be back, the bartender. Well, I like I like the scenes at the Belly Deep, but there's not a whole lot of occasion to go there too often, so you you don't want to go back to that well too much. But right. I, I try to get them back there whenever I can, whenever it's appropriate. And it's a good opportunity for me to test the the environmental effects in the background. As you can hear, there's a, a, a there's a GI Jive big band yeah. music going on in the background, slightly diffused, so it's kind of in stereo, you know, around the the dialogue. Yeah, so I'm learning it's to. It, it, it sounds like it's like you know, like slightly across the room, but in the room, but not right where you're at. It's really cool. You did right. a very good job there. Thank you. It seems like this give me a good opportunity to to work with the diffusion and the various sound effects that Adobe Audition 3 can do. Drool, drool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty nice program. Even though, and and keeping it within you know the overall old time radio style mold, mm-hmm. so it's not like stereo stereo. But some oh, it's are. a swell program. Yes, it is. Made the Yumki way. <laughs> With science. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, poor Billingsley. You're right, Bill. Some things never change. Jeremiah McCoy, S. Archibald Witherspy. The permutations of transposition says we traverse... This uh, line. Oh, it took where like did that line? to write that line. <laughs> it had like 20 different versions that I kept tweaking words and changing it. and I, uh, It was driving me nuts. And then Jeremiah McCoy attacked it, and that was beautiful. I don't understand a word of it, but it was beautiful. <laughs> Finally done, Jeremiah. <laughs> And I love that they're still arguing with each other in the end credits. Hey, they're upset, man. <laughs> and I really, really love um, Alicia's job as Esmeralda. She's just so yes. charming. She's so sweet. Even with the, the horrible event of getting her leg yes. shattered, she's still... She's a fighter. And then there's Lily. And Tommy, <laughs> and Dixie, and Nev. Dixie, Tommy, Frenberg. Oh, Nev. Don't forget Nev. Delightful mess. Oh, I've not forgotten Nev. She humps so well. I agree with 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 <laughs> Adarchenko. Catherine Pride as Geist. Oh, please keep it up, Rusty Battalion. It almost makes up for us not being in the episode. Justin Dobby as Volker. What do you mean we're not in the episode? Are we in the episode right now? 
or and then you know not Justin comes up with this I don't know this whole time skip thing is getting to my brain <laughs> oh well at least our relationship is on the rocks right Renny? that was an Renny. improv Renny <laughs> Half his lines are improvs, I swear. Yes. Actually, I think that ratio is just about right. Gherkins are pickles. Or maybe they're cucumbers, I forget now. It's one of the two. Maybe it's a cucumber. I forget. Works for me. Because it sounds all jelly. And robots attracted to cars. What do you want? More robots? More robot on robot action. Well, we only have one robot at the moment, so. Damn it. I'm the Our Francis Smith, that's Sam Butcher. Yeah, you got a lot of good ideas, alright. Thank you, Sam. Like cleaning me. You gave him friends. Oh, that's so cute. Well, we do play poker. <laughs> and he's so matter-of-fact about hey, it, too. Wait a minute. Michael King as the sergeant. Let's kick their Nazi behind With the German <laughs> Wilhelms in the background. So perfect. Don't worry. We'll be back again and again and again. <laughs> Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. Just like Luke and back again and again and again to sponsor your most favorite radio entertainment program. This is Seth Adams. You're so enthusiastic. He loves Umkit. What can you say? Woohoo, Umkit. Yay. Brought to you tonight by Umkit Industry. And remember. Christian does such a great job. I'm Sam the Butcher. Yeah, that's right, the Butcher. I hack it, I cleave it, We need all your choice colors out there helping out. So show us the perfect butcher voice. Stay safe, America. Oh boy. And then Pete sends that. And I had to copy one of one of yeah one of Alicia's hooms to put that in. I don't even know what I did. Yet. <laughs> Just to get the, that little extra added breakage of the fourth wall. Oh yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I guess we're done, and we'll see you folks next month for episode two of season three. Woo! Woo! See you later. Bye bye. <laughs>